You're listening to the Union Podcast. The Union is a movement dedicated to discovering God's design for sexuality, His hope for restoration, and the power of our destiny through Jesus. Please enjoy today's podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Union Podcast. I'm Brian Pugh, co-founder of The Union. We are an organization dedicated to discovering God's design uh, for sexuality, the hope of His restoration, and how we can be empowered in our destiny through Jesus. Thanks so much for tuning in today. This is podcast episode three, part two of how the church can be safe again. If you joined us last time, we were just sitting down with Pastors Mitch and Bonnie Boros of Hill City Church in Abbotsford, BC, and we were just talking about how they were able to cultivate an atmosphere within the church of authenticity and vulnerability uh, when it came to sexual sin and shame and guilt and even sexual abuse, how people can tell their story and feel safe, feel uh, accepted, and also find healing. So thanks so much for tuning in today. We are going to sit down and finish up this podcast today in part two, and uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. As church leaders, there's a lot of pressure on on how you're going to build the church, and I think there's like there's well there's there's not just a few. There's a whole bunch of different routes that leaders can take of how what of how you're going to build the church, and there's going to be the attractional model. There's all these different things, and um, but I think a lot of them turn out to be more of a kind of a business focus, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And I think something Bonnie that you kind of alluded to, like. Um, you don't want to deal with your past. You don't mm-hmm. want to bring the past up yeah. again. And in a business, if we're going to say the business church yeah. model, yeah. there's only forward movement. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're not advancing, mm-hmm. then um, then you are actually hindering the church growth. Absolutely. You know what's interesting? This, this spiritual family and the parallels between the spiritual family and the, the, the natural family mm-hmm. is so amazing. And at the end of the day, everybody wants to belong. Exactly. Everybody wants to belong. Everybody wants to feel safe safe. Everybody wants to be, feel valued that they have worth. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants identity, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody wants to be able to identify with a group of people. Right. At the end of the day, that is, that's, that's our hearts. Right. And so, you know, like I think of our, like our, our natural family, there are things that our, our immediate family knows that nobody else knows. Mm-hmm. Nobody else knows and nobody else needs to know. Mm-hmm. I think that's that can be the same way in a spiritual family because of the, the intimacy and the closeness and the authenticity. Um, there are things that I know about people that nobody else needs to know. Right. You know, and, and, and at the heart of that is, is I just, I just want to identify with somebody. I just want to belong. I want to feel safe. I want to be able to, to share things, Mm -hmm. you know, like uh, that, um, with somebody or a a small group of somebody that, that I necessarily won't share with everybody else, um, on an acquaintance level. Right. So you've got that, which is so important. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to be able to like that whole confession thing. We need to be able to share our, our darkest, deepest secrets, right? right. Like that's, uh, and I, I find it interesting that the enemy just wants to keep us silent, right. keep us in the dark, keep isolated. us silent, yeah. isolated, totally. you know, because there's no, there's no life there. You can't thrive there. Mm-hmm. And that's so not the heart of God. God wants us to live. He wants us to thrive. And yes, it's not easy all the time, but at least we get to do it with a, a community of people. We get to do a family of people. Right. Yeah, right. the church is not an institution. Oh, for it's sure. a group of 
people who are doing life together mm-hmm. for and, and and yeah for sometimes it's for the short term but for the most part it's long term right it's long term just like a natural family we can't we don't choose our family no our family chooses us you That's know what right. i'm saying like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like so it's yeah so i think belonging and identity is a huge thing mm-hmm. that as as a as a church, as a body believers, as a family, call it mm. what you want. We need to constantly be, be moving in and, and like, you know, we see constantly see creating this atmosphere, but it's a culture. Mm-hmm. It's a culture of family where, where we can trust each other and we can depend on each other. Right. right. That's so, so good. It's exciting how the grace mm-hmm. of God expands as you, uh, you learn things. And because of this idea that people have helped us with. I, I wish mm-hmm. I could say we are we were our, mm-hmm. our originators of all this, but yeah. not by far. The interesting woven into what people have taught us was like, you know, um, have young people whisper in your, your ears. Ear, yeah. mm-hmm. And yeah. it's you stop, you go, well, that should be what a family's like. That yeah. Yeah. mom and dad are listening to the kids yeah. at all ages and what yeah. they say yeah. actually guides and brings value and even yes. direction for yeah. the right. family instead right. of like, well, mom and dad are figuring everything out all for the me. time. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. If it's, it's I get leadership, mm-hmm. but what about relationship? Yeah. Right. That's what family yeah. is. Right. Yeah. So in propagating that, um, we, you know, we're learning stuff from young people. Yes that have helped us shape this yes. environment. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. instance, I'll give you, you know, Bonnie referred to, you know, silence and the enemy wanting to keep you silent. Um, our son-in-law, Jaime, he says, Mom, Dad, yeah. silence kills the church. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that never really no. impacted us until this, you know, young man said, hey, this, and the ramifications of yeah. that for the church of, of every every age every component and and the ramifications for for the family it it's massive when mm-hmm. you start to think about you know let's just get them not to talk yeah. about all the important things right well we aren't you know and and what dads have have not been chicken or afraid to have the you know the sex talk with their with their you yeah. know well we should wait till he's at least 16 you know kind of a thing and then when they finally get the chance to do yeah. it it's like they turn on a fire hose you know for about oh, 15 totally. minutes like okay i did it sweetheart it's done i talked yeah. to the boy it's all it's all settled yeah he's set for the rest of his yeah. life now yeah you know so it, it fosters that environment where you're talking about this stuff all the time right and you know as people are coming to Christ and as this hospital of the church is inviting new people into this sticky, loving atmosphere yeah. where they're sensing belonging, we get to all of us start telling our stories again because yes. people haven't heard yeah. it and we're not going to be silent about it. And it right. opens That's up right. the dialogue in a very yep. wide, very good. wide fashion. Yeah, very good. so good. I think you bring up a really interesting point, like talking about silence, um, because as I as I look in the scriptures, you look in the Old Testament, you look in the New Testament, um, there is always this this kind of um, force within the culture that was pulling people to compromise in areas of sexuality. It was this. It you can see it with um, a lot of the false god systems. In, in the Old Testament, and you see it in false god systems in the New Testament. Right. You know, with Diana and Artemis, um, in in Ephesus and in Corinth, these these temples of really temple prostitution. It was this kind of cultural, um, as we've talked about before on the podcast. We talked about it being like this cultural invitation to sexual participation. So, you know, as leaders, like why do you, why do you think there is that silence in the church on it to something that is so 
very clear in the scriptures that like this is something that the people of God have always had to deal with and that people in this life have always had to deal with. Why do you think there is that silence? Well, because society came off with this idea that, oh, sex is a private thing, which it is, but it shouldn't be talked about because that's your own private business. Right, like it's a sacred thing. It's sacred, so, but yeah. it's extremely, it's sacred to the point it's so private that nobody really even talked about, um, well, what would be uh, a healthy uh, environment for talking about that mm-hmm. so that people mm-hmm. are continually learning, you know, right. because because it has a privacy to it. Mm-hmm. Because it's really messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because once you open up that conversation, there is a huge snowball effect. Yeah. There is a, there, cause there's just so much going on. It's not just a little pretty, t- not a little pretty conversation. Mm-hmm. There's a, again, there's a lot of pain and hurt and struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And it requires leaders, leaders, it requires leaders to walk together with people to a place where they're going to get healing. You have to walk with them to their place of healing. Right. And so it takes time. It's energy. You know, like it does. It takes time and energy. It's commitment. It, committing yourself to a person, mm-hmm. you know, helping them walk through the, to that place of freedom. There's a huge stigma on sexuality yeah. in the church, like relegated. It's the parents' responsibility. No, it's a school's responsibility. Right. Um, you know, like there's, there's, there's so many avenues. Oh, they'll, they'll, it'll get talked about amongst their friends. Like, you know, and I'm not saying. And that worked out really well for me. Right. <laughs> talking right? about my friends. It's right? like, oh my like, goodness. No, it, it, Talk it about should, the blind it shouldn't the blind. start with right. the, it shouldn't start with the church. It should end with the church. You know right. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's the last conversation the church should have because there's all these other, sorry, there's all these other groups or other, other contacts right. that they could have first. You know, why do we need to talk about it when the parents should be talking about it with their kids right. or what, you know, so there's, I think we've relegated that there's been a huge stigma and, and it's really messy. Mm-hmm. It, it, those kind of conversations are really messy. Absolutely. And do I really want to hear what's, what happened in your life? Let's face it. I mean, culture is, is sexualizing all of us through marketing and advertising and all the different things that serve as a propaganda just just like it did for the early church Mm -hmm. you know and then you know are we really shocked and surprised at the end of the day that um oh people are getting young people outside of marriage are getting pregnant and there's unexpected pregnancies and then all of a sudden there's this huge increase of abortion well you know you look back in the old testament i mean in these these where there was temple prostitution and the worship of sex what ended up is of course there was pregnancies and then they came up with this brilliant idea that they would sacrifice these children to their small g gods and throw Mm -hmm. them into the flames and fire and here we have all these children these unborn babies whose lives are being ended uh and and it all has a starting point Mm -hmm. are we actually teaching our children uh what god's original plan was around sexuality right and adam and eve were both naked and felt no shame exactly and adam and eve uh had children and they had a responsibility but sin came into the earth but god didn't change his great plan for sexuality and having this a whole heritage and offspring of parents raising kids and and teaching them and those kids going on and raising kids and that there was this context of marriage for sexuality i mean it's easy to go have sex. 
it's easy to find people to have sex and people are hooking up all over the place all the time. That's, That's right. easy. Right. But it's not so easy living with the pain and the results of all of those giving your heart away in all those different places at all those different times, just like it crushed me. Right. And so here we are t- helping people that are coming through that situation. So we get to communicate to them, well, listen, you can start fresh. Let's be like mom and dad and talk about sexuality mm-hmm. and what are the beginnings of why that ended up that, that way. And then let's, let's, let's aim at marriage being this amazing context mm-hmm. of, of sexuality and a sexual experience and a great adventure between a yeah, husband and absolutely. wife where they can enjoy one another and yeah. they can celebrate their unity. And it's kind of like a fire in a fireplace. You remember right. we said, I love burning wood. We have a fantastic fireplace here at our house. Right. And, uh, you know, if we put that fire in the middle of the living room, I mean, man, it would burn really good, yeah. but it would destroy the whole house. <laughs> exactly. Well, sex outside of marriage is kind of like the fire outside yeah. of the fireplace. Yeah. It totally. does a lot yeah. of damage. So, it does. so then we go, okay, well, let's tiptoe around a little bit. Let's just build the fire on the edge of the hearth, you know. And so, you know, Bonnie and I, we, we began to experiment sexu- sexually um, for, you know, we didn't fall into into going farther, but let's face it, we were we were... Uh, promiscuous in our mm-hmm. dating relationship because yeah. and nobody told us nobody really showed us that listen you can you can wait on that mm-hmm. you're not you're actually missing out you're actually setting yourself up for some pain mm-hmm. later on and so you can put the fire you know on the edge not in the fireplace right and y- y- you get singed you, you end up having the same kind of pain and misunderstandings where God had intended for it to be right in this great context of marriage. Yeah, and how many, how many people we have talked with in the last 34 years. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Um, of the the pain and the disappointment and the and the baggage that actually comes into a marriage and has to be even dealt with within the marriage because of what was done before marriage. Mm-hmm. Right? right, and the th- all the things that come into a marriage, right, uh, and and they're go- people are wondering, well, you know, what's going on? Why am I feeling this way? Uh, why am I feeling this way towards my spouse? Why do I feel shame? Why do I feel good? Why why do I feel anger? Like why do I feel like resentment? Why do I not? Why don't I feel worthy? Right of being his wife or whatever those all those things come into into play it, when you're in, in marriage you think oh well, we can have sex before marriage and and then we get married and mm-hmm. it's all good it doesn't work that way right we even had to work through some things in our first uh 2 years of marriage we had we had baggage sure. coming into it for sure so you know if we could if we say if you know so if anything wait please mm-hmm. wait mm-hmm. because you all the process of healing that has to happen even after you're married. I think too, I think there's the, it, it's, it, um, Mitch gave the example about the father telling, you know, giving the burns beat, uh, talk to the son, you know, and said, I did it. Mm-hmm. There's such a stigma because it's so uncomfortable because I, do I want my kids to know about my pat? Like, right. do I want them, to, you know, like there, you've got all that. I think there it's uncomfortable. And yet uh, you've got society, I'm going to say this beacon off in mm-hmm. our kids' ears 
For sure. You know, this is what it looks like. This is this is what this is what you can experience. And like I think you said, the highest, you know, yeah, the highest human experience. Yeah, yeah. which it's so not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great, but it's not. Right. It's it it, it just it is not. Are it, you saying sex isn't great? It's I think great. sex is fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It's fantastic. Just to it's just yeah. fantastic. But it's <laughs> but I can think of some higher, crazy, amazing experiences. Absolutely. Um, as well. Sexual confusion yeah. seems to be one of the main problems that we're always dealing with. It, mm-hmm. it comes up in the middle of all the other issues that we're dealing with. And so, so let's have, you know, three token Sundays out of 52 Sundays right. that we preach on sexuality. And yet this is one of the, one of the major areas that people are struggling with mm-hmm. in the church mm-hmm. and outside of the yes, church. Yeah, absolutely. for sure. And then the voice on the outside of the church is, Man, those guys, you know, have their head in the sand. Yeah, they you know, like right? they don't like, have a clue. And 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 they 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 judge the opinion of that, but yet they're very broken in mm-hmm. their sexuality at the yeah. same time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think this raises a good question too is like because I think if you look back in church history, there's a, there's only been like two options as far as um, when it comes to truth and walking with people. It's like either you cut scriptures out of the Bible, mm-hmm. And it just becomes this place where anything goes. And it's just like, yeah, we're all in process, but, you know, like nobody's perfect. And and then you can get to these other places where it's just like we are so hard-nosed on people. And it's just like um, we're writing things on signs that we would never say, you know, or like just horrible things we're putting on signs about people. And we're, we're picketing this. And it's just like it seems like that's that's the way the church, the two options the church has gone. Like how? What would you suggest a third option could be? I, I, what comes to mind is this: I think, um, as as the church, we need to see sexuality as not. I mean, I I understand that there's sexual sins, mm-hmm. but can we go a little deeper and say what about brokenness? Mm-hmm. That the reason somebody's Trump wanting to experience something at a greater level in the in sexuality is because of the brokenness or the lack of value, or the lack of worth, or the needing right. love, mm-hmm. where they have not had love, mm-hmm. and they and, and they, they see this as the only ends to get to receiving love, of, of receiving value and worth in their life. Mm-hmm. Can I say that? And so church has dealt with sexuality as, oh, this couple has sinned, mm-hmm. so we need to deal with the sin. Right. When actually sexuality is actually a beautiful thing, can we can we we talk about it on that premise mm-hmm. rather than and we will talk about you know yes they've fallen and we want to restore them, but I think there's that that that's grace and truth because right. the brokenness in, in brokenness in the person actually has led them to that place of sexual so sin to way. acting out right yeah, for sure. like can we can we can we talk about can we can we come along people who are broken and 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 again we've talked about walk the process with them mm-hmm. so that so that they see sexuality as god sees it right and let that let let that be part of their their um identity their understanding their their this is the way i'm going to be doing lo- this is the way i do life this is mm-hmm. this is my lifestyle this is the god lifestyle that i was uh born again to live right, right. so Right. And I think there is that tendency to only want to deal with the fruit of something and not deal with the root of something. Exactly. And and I know in in my own life with my own struggles with pornography, it wasn't so much of a, um, as much as I was a young man with a healthy sex drive, it wasn't like, um, 
it wasn't like I was operating just strictly out of a lust, right? but it was a value issue yes. of how I saw myself exactly. and exactly. needing to be validated. And like, there's just so many of these other avenues that come into play with sexual temptation mm-hmm. and, and, um, and even with sexual sin that, that can lead you to sexual sin. Yeah. So I think that's a really good point to be dealing with the brokenness aspect for sure. I also want to say this, we, um, our society, um, has a really hard time valuing life. Mm-hmm just the life of a person, the valuing the heart of a person. We're so quick to value the life. I'm going to, I'm going to get myself in trouble here a little bit. Um, but value the life of an animal right? versus valuing the, valuing the life of a person. And I'm going, well, what about this person? This person is a daughter. Mm-hmm. This person was a little girl or this, 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 this young man is a son or this young man was a little boy at one time. Right. You know, it, we, we desensitized ourselves to the value of the human, of human life or the human heart or the, the mm-hmm. feelings or we we're, it's just like, we've got this entitlement that I can do anything with anyone because I'm, I, I can, I just can. Right. I want to, and I will. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's really sad because it devalues, it devalues human life. Right. 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 That, that sense of worthlessness that so many people struggle with mm-hmm. causes them to look for the affirmation yeah. in so many other people. And yeah. especially when you think about uh, sexual gratification, it, yeah. it says, it says, I want you. Yeah. It says, I enjoy you. It says, yeah. be with me. It says, come with me. It says yeah. all these things. But, but you know, if you stop and look at the heart of people, and that was my heart too. It's just like I was out to get what I could get because I was being driven. It was sex drive. It wasn't like I was making a commitment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, you know, I was really providing safety for this girl, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I really was, you know, bringing this an enduring security into her life. I totally. was getting what I wanted. Right. Exactly. And yet, and yet these are the things that we all have this void in our lives really. Yes. And ultimately for God, mm-hmm. we yeah. need God yeah. and it's a vacuum and we'll look for it in, in a lot of places. Yes. Uh, and we yeah. need to know God loves us and accepts us. Well, let's love and accept people yeah. no matter where they're at. I don't care what they've gone through. Man, yeah. I know what I'm going through. Absolutely. And, I, and, and, Absolutely. and at, at that point, that's what the devil said to me. You're just, you're filth. You know, yeah. God don't, yeah. doesn't want anything to do with you. Your fiance doesn't want any, well, isn't going to want anything to do with you. And it's such a lie. Right. And so I love what Bonnie said there. We place such a value on people mm-hmm. that we, we look at it and go, well, except for the grace of God in my life yeah. and what God has done for me. I mean, who am I to come down on somebody except come alongside somebody yeah. mm-hmm. and give them a hand up and help them along in this yes. journey so right. they can be healed. Yeah. And we can have a conversation about restoration and what it is. And it's a safe, mm-hmm. honest place to talk and for them to actually feel valued not because of what they could do or yeah. offer, yeah. but simply because they're a human being yes. created by God yes. in his image. Yeah. That's amazing. It's amazing. Well, thank you to both of you for taking time. And I just so appreciate your guys' hearts and your leadership. And um, yeah, thanks for doing this. It was hey, a pleasure. Our pleasure, Brian. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. 
Thanks again to Mitch and Bonnie. We so appreciate you guys just taking the time to sit down and share your hearts with us. We so appreciate it. You guys are awesome. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning in today. We value you. We love you. Also, we totally realize that some of the content that we've talked about in these last two episodes may have hit really close to home and uh, may have touched some pretty sensitive areas in your heart, maybe with your past. And we just want to encourage you that freedom always starts with vulnerability. And we want to encourage you to open up with someone that you trust and someone who loves you and really allow some of that pain to begin to flow out of your heart so you can experience uh, the freedom that God has for you. And uh, we want you to know your past does not have to be your future. And that all starts with just opening up and being vulnerable and transparent with somebody. Uh, If you could do us a huge favor and subscribe to this podcast and also leave us a review on whatever uh, platform you're listening to, that would just be a huge help for us. We so appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and uh, we hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope your life was impacted greatly. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at podcast at theunionmovement.com. For more information, visit our website, theunionmovement.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram with the handle at theunionmovement.